Hey, church. Good morning to you. My name is Eric, one of the ministers here. It's a joy to see you. Thanks for being here to worship with us this morning. We're going to hear a little bit more about God's love today. Let me say something about both the prayer that you heard in the baptism video that you saw a second ago, and that is that our vision here at Highland, and if you're our guest, I want you to know this, our vision is to build up the next generation. And we are praying deeply, adamantly, that the next generation would feel and experience in dramatic ways the love of God. And I'll tell you, we believe that God's love goes where God's people hunger for it. So that special outpouring of the Spirit that you're seeing there and those young people giving their lives to Jesus, we believe that's a result of the people of God here begging God for those here in the next generation to experience the love of God. So I hope that you'll join us with that. Speaking of next generation, I'm not going to preach today, and um, they didn't applaud in here. That's great, okay? Um, I'm not going to preach today. Today you're going to hear from... uh, a young man from the next generation. You're going to hear from Dagan Hatcher. Now, you'll recognize the Hatcher name, that Dagan's the son of our worship minister, Brishan. But uh, what you don't know maybe about Dagan is that a couple months ago, Dagan entered a competition, a preacher competition, the coolest kind of competition you can enter, a preacher competition. It's called the Next Generation Preacher Search. And so uh, young people from all over the country sit in short videos uh, sharing a message from the Word. And Dagan sent one in, and he was selected. He traveled to Pepperdine University and preached the sermon that you're going to hear this morning there at Pepperdine. I got to hear it beforehand a couple times. And it's an incredible word on the love of God out of Ephesians 3. So if you want to turn there, you can. But he preached that several times at Pepperdine, and he was chosen as an ambassador for this program. So this summer, uh, Dagan, I'm about to call you Brishan, Dagan is going to travel the country preaching this sermon at churches all over the place. And so before he does that, I wanted us to hear it here. So I asked Dagan to come and share this word with us today on the love of God. Dagan, of course, comes from a family of ministry. Not only his dad, but his grandfather was also a minister. I know he's watching today and is very proud. So Dagan, why don't you come up here let me pray over you as we begin, and, um, and I'll turn it over to you. God, I give you great praise for what you're doing among the next generation here at Highland right now. I'm thankful, God, for all those who have surrendered themselves to you through Jesus Christ and baptism, God. We give you great praise for that. I pray now, Lord, especially for this young man, that you would fill him with your spirit as you have promised, and that you would speak mightily and boldly through him as he declares the truth of your love. I pray this, God, in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Dagan? Hey, everyone. I want to start off with just explaining how much of a blessing this is to me, because I want to be up here if it were for my own doing. It was because of the love of God. And it was because of my heavenly family, but not just that heavenly family. It's because of y'all, my earthly family, my church family. That weekend, going down to Pepperdine University, I learned so much, not just about preaching and speaking, but about love and how it affects the community of Christ. Because there's a bunch of young adults all in one room, all there for one reason, and it wasn't for themselves. It was to glorify the love of God and just seeing how that affects everything you do. I could be in that room with those people again and be best friends. It was because we were on this earth and we knew what we were here for, and it was that love. Okay, so there's this movie I really like. It came out right after quarantine. It was one of the first movies to be shown in theater after that crazy epidemic. 
It's called Love and Monsters. And it takes place in this post-apocalyptic world. And there's this guy named Joel. And Joel lost his high school sweetheart, Amy, amongst all of the chaos. But one day, seven years after the fallout, he hears her voice over the radio in his bunker. He knows she's alive. But there's just one issue. She's 700 miles away from him. So what does he do for love? Well, he goes, of course. Humanity may have ended, but his love for Amy never did. So he travels through giant leeches, poisonous monsters, and interesting characters to get to Amy. And in that final scene of the movie, you see them wrapping each other in their arms because of that embrace of love. You see, I was laughing at how silly and fun that movie was. But man, did it make me think about the gospel. You see, like Joel, Christ travels through death or travels through monsters daily to get to us. But what separates Joel from Christ is that Christ hasn't just traveled through monsters. He has traveled through death to get to us. This movie shows us love, but it also shows us our limitations to love as sinners in a world full of evil and monsters. But I believe Ephesians shows us the pure, boundless love of Christ. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Did you know when Paul wrote that, he was in prison, but all that was on his mind was preaching that love of God to the people in Ephesus. You see, he was in one of the worst places a person could be, and God's love was the only thing he cared about. In verse 18, Paul's prayer is that me, me and you, can have the power and knowledge to see the width, length, height, and depth of God's love. Because God's love has no boundaries. But as sinners, our love does. So how can we possibly know what a boundless love is? Well, that's what Paul is trying to show us. And I want to discuss those four main points. And to do that, let's visualize the cross. The cross has four points. You have width, the length, the height, and the depth. And each one of those represents his love. And not only does Ephesians talk about these points and that love, but the entirety of the Bible does. So I'm going to hone in on those words. Width. God's love is wide enough to reach us. No matter if we feel we are wrapped in his arms or if we feel we were halfway across a monster-infested world, he is always in reach. Length. God's love is the same and will always be the same, no matter the time or age. Hebrews 13 mentions Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That short and simple verse shows us how the love of God never changes. Height. God's love is high enough to get us to heaven, or better said, holds a place for us 
next to him for eternity. John 14 mentions about how the love of Jesus is preparing us a seat next to him in heaven. In the depth, God's love can save the deepest of our sins. Romans 5 says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God sent his one and only son whom he loved so dearly to bring us back to him, to save us from our sins. All of these verses try to convey God's love to us, but it will always pale in comparison to that experience in our life. There's this song I was recently introduced to, and it's become really fond of me. It's called, To Make You Feel My Love. And the lyrics go like this. I'd go hungry, I'd go black and blue, I'd go crawling down the avenue. There's nothing that I wanna do to make you feel my love. You see, as good as these lyrics make us feel, I think everyone in this room knows that they just aren't true. There's almost always something we wanna do for love. But you see, Christ and God sent his one and only son not to make us feel his love, but to make us experience it. I could stand up here for hours and talk about the love of God, but we can never truly understand it. In Ephesians 3, verse 19, it says, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. God's love lasts longer. It stirs deeper. It reaches higher and it goes further. But most importantly is the greatest thing on this earth. Let me repeat that. It is greater than the greatest thing on this earth. And my prayer is that you and I can spend the rest of our lives knowing, learning, feeling, smelling, and seeing that boundless love. Let me lead us in a prayer. Please bow. Dear Lord, it's such a blessing to be up here and in front of my family and to be able to give this word to them, God. I pray that we constantly seek out your love and we seek out to see it and experience it, God, because I know it's always there and we know it's always there. I pray that when everyone leaves this room, they continue your ministry. I believe ministry isn't just standing on a stage and worshiping or preaching, but it's relational. And I pray that everyone in their relationships shows it in the way they speak, the way they think, and the way they care for others, God. Because I love everyone in this room, and I know you do. I know we're sinners, and we are broken, and we will always be sinners. And, but I don't believe we will always be broken. Because you are our Father, and you don't see us as sinners, but you see us as your children who have fallen short that you are always trying to bring back to you, Lord. And I pray that we know that throughout our daily life, and we always see that boundless love, God. It's in your name I pray this prayer. Amen.